You're listening to the Keep Optimizing Podcast to increase your traffic, improve your conversion rates, and grow your profits. Well, hello and welcome. If you are looking to improve the performance and return on investment of your marketing, then you are in the right place. I'm Chloe Thomas, the host of this Marketing Focus podcast, and it's very, very cool to have you tuning in. Because this show is brand new, I'm running a competition where you could win a Keep Optimising podcast t-shirt. Oh yes, stay tuned to the end of the episode to find out how to enter. Now, I hope you've been enjoying our full month about SEO and have picked up lots of tips for improving your organic search performance. Well, in 2020, when we're talking about getting free traffic from search engines, we couldn't not talk about Google's decision to make the listings on the shopping tab free. So in today's episode, that's what we're getting into. Where you can do it, how to do it, how to optimise it, what it could do for you. We're going to cover off all of that. We're also... I'm going to share with you some other hot off the press news about buy on Google. So um, all of that's coming up very shortly. But before we meet to today's guest, uh, please do check out the sponsors. This podcast is brought to you by Klaviyo, the ultimate e-commerce marketing platform for email and SMS messaging. Whether you're launching your e-commerce business or taking your brand to the next level, Klaviyo gives you the tools to get growing faster. That's why it's trusted by over 38,000 e-commerce brands. Build your contact lists and emails that pop and create marketing moments that build valuable customer relationships over any distance. Get started for free today. Visit klaviyo.com slash masterplan to create Create your free account. That's klaviyo.com slash masterplan. Today, I'm chatting with SEO expert Justin Seibert. Justin is the president of Direct Online Marketing, which is a top 200 premier Google partner who have clients around the world. Justin's been named on the Hannapin Marketing Top 25 Most Influential Pay-Per-Click Advertising Expert list three years running. So he knows plenty about the paid side of Google Shopping. And he's been busy helping retailers make the most of the free side ever since Google announced it earlier this year. Hello, Justin. Hey, Chloe. Thanks for having me. It's great to have you here to talk about such a such a hot topic in the world of free traffic. So um, before we get into that, though, how did you you end up in this wonderful world of search? You know, I was living in Los Angeles and started working for a financial company back in 2001. And they came to me and said, you know, we've been really successful in, in radio marketing, but for us to grow, we need another marketing leg. We think it's the internet. Go figure it out. And I had no background in this whatsoever, right? This is back in the wild, wild west days of, of all things digital marketing. And so I did a whole bunch of stupid stuff. and. Um, did some things that worked out okay because I sat right next to the sales force. So I saw what was working, what didn't work. I would get earfuls if the leads weren't good. And so by experimenting, we're able to do some things that worked out. Um, At the time I was working for the company, they were doing $25 million a year in revenue. By the time I left in 2006, they were doing $35 million a year, just attributable to Google specifically. And I don't say that in terms of you know, I was really wonderful or anything like that. I say it just from the perspective of I saw the results and that they could work. They had an amazing management team, awesome sales force. But back then, as silly as it seems today, people were still kind of doubting the internet. They were doubting Google. But I saw firsthand that it could work. And then when I moved away for family reasons, I ended up starting this agency. And the rest is history, as they say. 
You, you have to be careful what you say uh, when we're in the middle of pandemic. I hope that the rest is not history. <laughs> I hope that there's more of a future going on. But yes. Yeah. Yes, you're you're quite right. But it it was back then it was kind of crazy, wasn't it? There were still people saying, you know, there's a lot of a reluctance on a lot of companies to take advantage of digital marketing and online marketing. So there was a lot of scope for for getting great results and for being able to learn on the job. It was a it was a it was a marvelous time. It really was. It really was. Well, look, the thing is, today is still a marvellous time because we still have amazing things happening, which we didn't think would would ever happen, I think, um, which is one of the ones we're going to talk about today, which is that Google turned that, that shopping tab free. So, um, so, so tell us exactly what these free shopping listings are, Justin. Yeah, absolutely. And just to kind of bring it back full circle from what we were talking earlier, you know, Google's shopping results originally were free, you may remember. Um, from 2002 to 12, they had this thing they called Frugal before they turned it into Google Shopping and it became a Google Ad-supported um, network. So it's kind of fun to have that history and see it come back to that. But you're abs- absolutely right, Chloe. Um, they've opened this up, at least within the US, and it's going to be expanded worldwide. But now you have the opportunity to be able to get your results listed. And first, it was just only under the shopping tab within Google, and then they've opened it up even further to be within some of the search results uh, directly on the main tab of Google as well. But you can now, under certain circumstances that we'll talk about, can get your listings there for free, whereas before that was only under the realm of Google ads where you were paying per click uh, or per other type of model. Gosh, I hadn't realized they'd started bringing it into the the normal search page as well, the normal search results page. So that that's going to have a huge impact on the traffic that comes through from there. It is. And it's starting off on mobile only at first, and then it's going to be expanded into desktop. And even within mobile, um, it's only going to be within um, certain sections, kind of like that knowledge panel that can be expanded where you can see other listings there. But there's no doubt this is going to have a big impact. Because it, and Google's moving quite fast because usually they, they seem to be, when they announce something, it takes a while. Like I would have expected it to maybe be six, 12 months before we start seeing it in, this, in the search results as well as on that shopping tab. Because it was, it was only kind of May when they started this move, wasn't it? I think they made the announcement in April. Um, and then I think we we're starting to see it in May um, coming out. So they made the announcement uh, about, again, the shopping tab originally. And it wasn't until the very end of June before they talked about search uh, being part of this. So from my perspective, I think there's two things going on. One, they recognized that in the middle of a pandemic that there were you know, they needed to make a little bit of a pivot to help businesses out. And whether you say that's, you know, completely altruistic or not depends on your your view of Google. Um, but I but I do think that there is an altruistic uh, uh, piece to that. And then the second piece being that they're one of their big concerns, obviously, one of their major concerns is Amazon. So I think this is some of the efforts that they're doing right now is in trying to um, put some chinks in the armor and and be able to attack Amazon from that front. I guess that, that I hadn't thought of the Amazon angle before, but of course, anyone who's been to, you know, anywhere where marketplaces are hanging out at the moment will have heard, you know, marketplace tool systems are hanging out at the moment will have heard over 50% of searches start on Amazon, over 50% of searches start on Amazon. So, so yes, I guess we, we should have expected Google to make some reaction to that sooner or later. Yeah, it's, you know, they've been 
if you remember back in the day, Google and Amazon had a decent relationship in the fact that Amazon was one of their biggest advertisers and they paid them a lot of money to get traffic over to Amazon. And then um, Google started tweaking with them and, and doing some things that Amazon didn't like. And then right before a big Google event, Amazon pulled all of its uh, advertising dollars away to say that they weren't going to be pushed around. And so they've had a really acrimonious relationship for, gosh, you know, the better part of a decade now. Yeah, so it's 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 only going to continue, I fear. But but if it leads to things like free shopping, then I think we can all be quite happy about that. <laughs> yeah, I mean, in an ideal world, uh, you know, that's what competition should lead to to benefits for the consumer, or to the in this case being the the advertisers or, or merchants, I should say. Exactly, which um, which but I I would quite happily go down. Let's let's debate the ec- economic theory of this but i think the listeners probably want us <laughs> to focus on the free free shopping so i'm going to resist that urge and i'm going to ask you that so at the moment it's usa only and um what other countries can we anticipate it being rolled out to because it's probably not going to go global i'm guessing well i think they've made the announcement that it is going to go global and they hope that it'll go global by the end of the year and sometimes google's um, pronouncements get get pushed or changed, um, and I I think it'll probably end up being a, any place that allows Google Shopping advertising. Um, and I think that's the pattern will go because originally, you know, when when it was kind of launched, I think it was in a similar manner where it was U.S. and some English based countries shortly after that, um, and then it started to go into you know another eight countries and another you know twelve countries and go on from that. So I think it's going to follow a pretty similar pattern. So I'd expect. U.S., Canada, U.K., uh, Australia, New Zealand, um, probably in that first round. And then um, from there, uh, Ireland, you know, some of the uh, other English-speaking countries. And then from there, I would expect some of the major economies it'll it'll go into next. Cool. Well, look, um, all of you listening, we will attempt to keep an updated section on the show notes for where it's got to, um, but definitely worth checking it um, in your local area because you can tell quite easily on the search results if you look at those. But um, Justin, if, we, if we're if we in the US and right now we want to do this, how do we get started? So it's fairly simple. Um, you're going to start by creating a Google Merchant Center account, and that's a free account. You don't have to pay anything for that. And in that account is where you're going to upload your product feed. And that's kind of it. I mean, we'll, we'll talk about some basic ways you can optimize uh, for that. And I'm not, depending on what how your website is set up and how your feed is set up, that's not always a super easy thing to do. But assuming that you're using a you know a pretty popular platform, it's, it's a little bit, it, it should be fairly straightforward for you to do if you've correctly input all the attributes and variables within your feed. And if we've got a Google shopping feed or, you know, a feed going into Google Merchant Center for our Google shopping ads, do we just use the same feed or do we need to upload a separate one? Yeah, no, it's going to just take care of it automatically for you. So there's there's really not a whole lot that you need to do if you're already advertising on Google Shopping. Nice. So some of our listeners who didn't know this was happening in the US may actually find they're already getting free traffic. Yeah, that's exactly right. How cool is that, guys? Um, so you mentioned about optimization. So once that's in there and we're starting to see some results, what can we do to, to optimize this traffic? I think following basic SEO best practices would help you out. And that's, you know, really looking at 
um, all the attributes, making sure that the title information is uh, correct, um, you know, that you have great pictures always is a huge help. Um, you know, any of those types of things. And again, making sure that they're all completely filled out. You also want to make sure that you have um, your your taxation information correctly, your shipping information correct. Because if those types of things aren't right, that's something that can actually get your feed banned. So just make sure that you're, you know, kind of doing basic housekeeping and, and all of that information is correct. And of course, if we're using the same feed, all those improvements we make, if we're running Google Shopping ads as well, we should see improvements over there too. Yeah, absolutely. And just, you know, remember that, you know, just like with Google Shopping, um, you know, this isn't going to be strictly keyword based. It's keyword based for the searcher, right? But it's not keyword based for you. So, you know, don't worry about like trying to stuff in keywords that, that you think Google's going to automatically match your listing where it thinks that people are searching for it. So absolutely make sure you have things like SKUs in there, make sure that you have a really descriptive product name, but just don't go to thinking this is the particular keyword I need to be on and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to stuff everything with that keyword. And we're obviously quite new. It's quite a new tool. We're only a few months in. So there's not a lot of literature out there that people can go and binge on to uh, to find out how to tweak things. So I guess, you know, looking at advice on how to get your feed right for Google Shopping ads is a good place to go if you want to find the nitty gritty on that. Yeah, that's absolutely right. And look, if you're having trouble with your feed, maybe that's where you pull in um, a shopping feed service. Um, you know, on the high end, that might be something like Channel Advisor. On um, the less expensive end, it might be something like Data Feed Watch. Um, so you can always get help from those ends. But I, I think that advice that you're giving Chloe of looking for literature on the shopping side of things, specifically for maintaining your feed, would be would be useful. And are we seeing, you know, so you, you work with a lot of clients across the US and around the world, but are you seeing many businesses see results from this, see actual traffic coming through? We are, but it's, but I wouldn't say it's massive. In a lot of cases, we're dealing with clients that are already having um, the shopping feed in there. In other cases, we're putting the shopping feed in uh, for them because they're not running any shopping ads currently. They're starting to see it. They're starting to see some um, traffic from it. But again, because it's mobile, because it's mobile only, because it's only in certain sections of mobile at this time, um, I think it really depends on the products. And so in a lot of cases, especially if it's something really niche, you're not necessarily seeing the needle move right now, uh, a huge deal. But like Google does with everything, this is a chance for you to get in on the ground floor to be able to make sure that you're set up for it so that when they're sending more traffic um, across all devices, in more searches, in more places, that you're already set up for that. So this is a great time, I think, to jump in. It doesn't cost you anything. It's not a huge investment of your time. And I think it's kind of foolish for, for people not to do it, even if they're not seeing some huge payout at the moment. It's a bit like we used to say, you know, 10 years ago, well, you've gone through the pain of setting up a shop up shopping feed. You might as well put it into Frugal. Exactly. It's now a case of, well, you've gone through the pain of setting up a shopping feed. Let's turn it on. And then as Google increased the visibility of those search results, you'll start getting more and more traffic. Yeah, it's a great analogy. Okay. So um, I before we hit the record button, you were telling me there's something else quite cool that Google's done in this area. Um, so could you could you tell the listeners, because this is like totally hot off the press news. So could you tell us a little bit about this, this other area that Google have, are giving in? 
Yeah, I, I was really excited to, to learn about this, and it is really very brand new. So Google's had this service that um, not a lot of people are aware of um, called Buy on Google um, Shopping Actions, kind of the same thing, where you could list your products on Google. And they've had it around for a little while, but there's been a lot of restrictions. It's not necessarily been the easiest thing to work with in the world. And on top of that, uh, you know, it's kind of Amazon-like where you'd be paying a commission uh, to Google based on any sales that you would get. You're not paying for traffic. They originally started this, I think, um, I remember when it was in, you know, even before beta programs with Google Ads, it was in alpha and, and some of our clients were invited to join it, but never really completely took off. And what they just announced is that um, they're opening that up to be 0% commission. So um, they're starting to roll out invitations for it, um, but there is a wait list that you can join right now, um, and it is eligible for sellers in the U.S., but what's also kind of exciting, because I know you, um, uh, you're reaching people all over the world, is that it's not just for sellers located in the U.S. It can be for sellers in certain countries um, that are outside of the U.S., but for them to be able to list for U.S. buyers. So it has even a little bit more of a footprint than uh, the free shopping listings are having for people right now. Well, so that's literally a a marketplace, basically, run by Google that it costs us nothing to be on. That's correct. That's kind, kind of crazy. <laughs> it's kind of crazy. And it, again, it's one of those, well, why wouldn't you get yourself on the wait list? There's no reason not to, from my perspective, um, you know, unless there's always the fear with, you know, what kind of data are you giving to Google and everything else? But I think we've already all passed that because of the benefits, you know, we're almost all of us are using Google Analytics, relying on Google to send us traffic. So unless you have major big brother fears, um, I, I think that there really isn't any reason to kind of jump on and, and get into this now while you can, or at least sign up for it. Well, exactly, because signing up doesn't commit you to giving them the feed, does it? And I'm, I'm guessing that um, that Google owns the customer from a data perspective and a repeat marketing perspective. Yeah, that, that's that's correct. Because you're getting all of the um, you're getting all the data about it. So I think that you know where you know places like eBay sometimes don't want you kind of marketing to the person outside of the, their marketplace. I think you have a little more freedom on the Google side of things to do it. Where they had a lot of restrictions before was in terms of returns, um, in terms of payment processing, and, and all of those things that they were trying to handle through Google. And they've opened that up now for, for this part of the program. So if you um, are doing your payment processing through PayPal, you can actually continue to do that now. That wasn't even something that was part of the program before. Um, if you have a Shopify feed, that's something that you can put in automatically. They still have restrictions about things like you know, how quickly you need to handle returns. Um, you need to be able to accept them within, you know, up to 30 days later and get payment back to the people within two days. You have to handle this within the U.S. But um, again, they've loosened some things up and it's, um, I, I think, made it really attractive. To me, it feels like what they're trying to do is build this up into something that can compete with Amazon. And then my expectation is that they'll go back at some point to, um, if not requiring a commission or some other payment model, at least giving preferential treatment to, to places that do it. But for right now, I think they're just trying to build it up. I can see it going the way of Facebook, where the organic 
visibility decreases massively and the paid visibility goes through the roof. Because yeah. um, Google does like to monetize via its ads. So, um, but, but as we said, with, uh, with the free shopping listings, get in on the ground floor and you'll have that visibility as soon as the, the, you know, the volume starts coming through. So we'll, uh, we'll add a link to the waitlist application to the show notes for all of you listening so you can, you can get there. there. Any, anything else, Justin? Any, any other news happened whilst we've been recording? <laughs> uh, not that I'm aware of because I'm giving you my sole focus, Chloe, because I'm <laughs> really excited for this podcast. No, I'm just thinking because things just seem to be happening in this space at the moment. So um, I guess the, um, the key thing is to make sure you've got a good shopping feed so you are ready to get your, your you know your products into the right places as soon as these opportunities become available. Yeah, that, that's right. And I just can't stress pictures enough how important they are. One interesting thing with um, with buy on Google is that you can actually choose kind of from a library of, uh, of products if you're a reseller of products where you can link that up to your feed. But in general, you know, always the, the more pictures that you own that are high quality that show things from different angles. I think the more that's going to make your product stand out and, and perform better for you. Cool. Well, look, thank you for all of that, Justin. We are going to pause now for a reminder of our sponsors, and then we'll be talking about the wider world of SEO. It's safe to say that most of us have been doing more shopping online lately. And if you're an e-commerce brand, that means you might be seeing more first-time customers. But once they've made that first purchase, how do you keep them coming back? Well, that's what Klaviyo is for. Klaviyo is the ultimate email and SMS marketing platform for e-commerce brands. It gives you the tools to build your contact list, send memorable emails, automate key messages and more. Way, way more. Whether you're launching a new business or taking your brand to the next level, Klaviyo can help you get growing faster. And it's free to get started. Visit klaviyo.com slash masterplan to create your free account. That's K-L-A-V-I-Y-O dot com slash masterplan. Okay, Justin, so far we've gone deep into organic shopping listings with a side order of buy on Google. Um, now you get to wow us with your insider knowledge about the whole of SEO. So for the following questions, your answer can be anything to do with SEO, which of course does include organic shopping listings. So Justin, are you ready? Let's do this. Lightning round. Yeah, let's go for it. Okay, so let's start with the SEO newbie advice. If we've inspired someone to take their first step with SEO, what do they need to know to give themselves the best chance of success? To me, it's all about content. Um, and content helps everything. It's going to be helpful for user experience. It's going to be helpful for link building. It's going to be helpful for keyword optimization. And all those things really matter. But if you don't have that content as a foundation, you're going to struggle. So um, make sure you have that down. I, I want to be really clear. I, I think sometimes the advice people are left with is feeling of the field of dreams where it's build it and they will come. There's a lot more to SEO than that, as I think your listeners probably know. But starting with that really quality content where you're giving uh, value to the people reading it and you're giving a perspective is going to make everything else so much easier. And just to be even clearer on this, we're talking blog content as well as product page content and homepage content. And it's every form of content across the site. And buying guides and, and anything else that you can put together that you think that the person who's visiting would find it valuable. Um, you know, video, all of those things. 
Excellent. Okay. So now once you've started with your SEO, of course, you've got to keep optimizing. So what's your favorite way to improve SEO performance? Okay. I'm going to cheat here for a second, Chloe, but I, but <laughs> I'm hopeful you're going to let me do it. So I'm a huge fan of using Google ads specifically for SEO. And the reason is I like going in and seeing what the actual search queries were. So whether you're just using Google ads for that uh, temporary period for you to build up some information or you already have it and maybe you have a little bit of your budget you dedicate towards keyword experimentation. When you have that data, it's going to be so helpful because we spend so much time and effort and heartache in, in cases money if we're working with an outside agency or just paying people in our, in our teams to do it for us on optimizing our sites. But if we don't have the keywords right, we're going to waste all of that effort. And so by spending a little bit of money just to get that data, you can be more confident in what you start optimizing towards. So I, I, I'm a, I, I hope that's not too far outside the bounds. I'm not talking about a huge budget, but I think if you can do that explicitly for keyword research, it can be a huge benefit to you for SEO. I love that. So and that's definitely allowed as a tip. Um, so that might be if we were a business, because I just want to really understand this. If we were a business selling garden furniture, we might bid, I know, $100 on garden furniture over the course of a week just to see what terms are coming in on that. So we get a better idea of what to build out. Is that what you're meaning? Yeah, that's exactly right. And so I can make sure I'm being really clear. Um, to keep it high level, what happens is you're going to tell Google, hey, here are some words that I want you to, to bid on. And in your example, um, we're going to say card, garden furniture. But somebody might type in something like, um, you know, garden furniture to fit my, you know, 12 foot by 24 foot. I'm sorry, I'm using U.S. Uh, okay. measurements. I apologize. We're, we're uh, happy. Deck. We're quite happy with metric or imperial <laughs> here. We're not picky. <laughs> well, thank you. And, you know, but you might say 20 to, to fit my 24 uh, by 12 foot deck uh, that's in green. Nobody's ever searched for that term before. Nobody's ever going to search for that term again. But you're going to give Google the ability to put your ad on it because it might make sense for you. That might be a great term for you. And they're going to do some good terms and they're going to do some bad terms. But you get to go through that data and see what works and what doesn't. So whether it's a term that's very specific like that, or you might just say, ah, I need to be advertising on deck furniture, or I need to be optimizing on deck furniture, or I need to be optimizing on um, how to spruce up my patio. But that's not, doesn't have the word furniture in there at all, but it might be a great term for you. It might be the way to bring buyers in. So when you started experimenting on that and seeing what the actual terms are, and then even seeing what did they do once they hit your site, did they convert? Did they spend time on there? Then that just really gives you a leg up on that keyword research. Otherwise, as you know, with SEO, it takes a while to actually start seeing the fruits from your labor. So this is a way of just expediting that process. I think it's really clever. I love it. Okay, um, Justin, the next one is it, that it's impossible to improve our marketing unless we're monitoring the performance. But the list of stuff we could monitor can be overwhelming. So what for you is the number one SEO KPI? Yeah, so it, it depends on really what the marketing, uh, what your market position and what your goals are. And so just to give you a couple examples. So like, are we trying to get market share right now? Is that the single most important thing? We really don't even care about the financial performance. Well, then we're looking at total conversions within parameters. If efficiency matters, maybe we're looking at return um, on spend, like how much 
of our effort. And when I say return on spend, you know, what are we paying for SEO, either in terms of our own internal efforts or anything else? And then what is the value that we're getting after it? Um, if it's um, customer lifetime value is really huge, again, it might be total conversions that we're looking after. So the reason I say this background is understanding that it's, to me, it's all about conversions. Whichever variation of that applies to your situation, it needs to be about conversions. And I think in the SEO world, a lot of times we end up getting stuck on rankings and traffic and domain authority and all these things that matter. And an SEO should be looking at, we look at these things, right? But you know, you can get a bunch of traffic that doesn't convert for you. I was just talking with a, with a, a, a prospect last week and we're, he asked us to take a look at the site and we saw this giant spike and we said, oh man, what is going on? Well, they ended up ranking for some terms related to um, Aaron Hernandez, who was in the news again um, for, for some nefarious reasons. The point is, it has nothing to do with his site whatsoever. So even though he saw that spike in traffic, it didn't actually mean anything for him. And he was really savvy, and he understood that and already was aware of it. But my point is, I, I don't want to get so focused on on rankings or traffic that I'm losing sight of the reason we're doing SEO, which is to make money. Oh, so true. Um, rankings reports are lovely, but they're not the number one thing by any stretch of the imagination. Uh, okay, finally, crystal ball time. Um, what's coming up in the next six to 12 months that we should be getting ready for in SEO? Um, you know, my crystal ball's in the shop, but <laughs> I think the things that typically work that have always mattered to Google, Google, and I'm using Google for all search engines here, but Google continues to tweak and to refine. So the things I would look at are user experience and trust. They've made major changes towards that. They've made more announcements um, on, on the trust side of things that are coming into play next year. They want to give people uh, time to fix things like site speed um, and, and things along those lines. So I think the more that you can do things that are good for your potential clients to see, to help them make that buying decision, generally are going to be good for SEO. So every, you know, these articles come up on the trust side of things. These articles come out every year. You, you've seen them, Chloe. They are um, link building is dead. I've seen an article named that at least once every year over the last decade. And I don't deny that Google would like to not have that as much of a factor. And they've, they've continued to make tweaks, but they still need to look for other things that are going on for the web. So I would just say, what are other ways that you can prove your credibility? And I would look at things like press. I would look at things like your glass door ratings. I would look at things like review sites. I would even look at things like you know social media. And I know that Google says explicitly that they don't look at social media, whether that's factually accurate, which it probably is, or they're measuring the indirect impacts of social media. I think all those things matter. Yeah, it's it's amazing how how much and how little SEO has changed over the last 10 years. <laughs> because it's it's kind of been lovely seeing Google really focus in on that bit, you know, that it, its end goal, i.e. giving everyone the result they want when whatever they search, you know, that personalized side and the best results side of things. And and it, I, I personally find it really cool that the the further Google get down this path, the more the things we need to do to rank well are the things we should be doing to be nice to our customers anyway. I, I love that. I'm going to totally steal the way you said that. <laughs> I think it's lovely. And and, and it's true. Um, 
you know, it's interesting too when you think about the changes, like you said, with Google. It, originally, the, the best part about Google was it was the equalizer, right? You didn't have to be this giant company. If you know how to work the web, you could compete. You could sell your things online. And then Google started moving back towards, well, let's give big companies more credibility and making it easier for the bigger companies. And then they bring back things like we're talking about today with Google Shopping, you know, giving a chance to the smaller merchants to be able to compete on that without having an advertising budget. So it is really interesting to see the, the way they kind of move back and forth, but always towards that goal of a great client experience, because that's how Google's business works. They want people to continue to use Google. Yep, they want to keep us there. Well, look, Justin, we are nearly at the end of the show. So could you please let the listeners know where they can find you and your business on the web and social media, please? Yeah, absolutely. So uh, the best place to go is to our website, directom.com. That's the word direct. O is in online, M is in marketing, directom.com. You can find all of our social media profiles on there. And if anybody would like to connect with me directly on uh, LinkedIn, that's probably the best place. So just looking for Justin Seibert. Um, I have that German spelling, S-E-I-B-E-R-T from my name, uh, or on Twitter. Um, it would be the best places to reach me, and I would love to connect with any of your listeners. Marvis, well, Justin, we'll put links to all of that in the show notes. And um, thank you so much for being on the Keep Optimizing podcast today and for being so generous sharing your SEO expertise with us and that Google Shopping knowledge too. It's been an absolute pleasure. Thank you, Chloe. So there you go, the ins and outs on your Google Shopping free organic listings. If you're already doing Google Shopping campaigns, such a simple thing to be ready for, currently only in the US even, but shortly to be coming to the UK and other places as soon as Google get round to it and well worth getting set up. Plus that whole buy on Google opportunity as well, which even if you're not based in the US, you can, but you sell in the US, you may well be able to take advantage of too. You can get the links to all that we discussed, the full transcript of this episode, important notes and more at keepoptimizing.com. That's with an S, not a Z. And please do let me know what you think. The easiest way to do that is via Twitter or Instagram with the hashtag keepoptimizing. Now, as part of my mission to help you improve your marketing, I've invited all our SEO specialists to join us for a Q&A webinar at the end of the month. It's your chance to get your questions answered. Now, I know a lot of you love the questions I ask, but I'm sure you've got some of your own. So get yourself registered for the webinar by going to keepoptimizing.com and you will find out all the details. I'm really looking forward to connecting with some of you during the webinar. And if you're listening to this after the webinar happened, don't worry, you can still catch the replay. Just head to keepoptimizing.com and you'll find the links. Thank you so much for tuning in to this episode of the Keep Optimizing podcast. Our whole set of episodes about SEO is now live. So please do have a listen to them all. Go on, go and have a binge. And make sure that you tune in next Wednesday when we'll be starting our series of four shows about how to quickly improve the conversion rate on your website to lift the performance of all your marketing because the better your website works, the better your marketing performs. We're going to be covering an eclectic set of topics, some you probably wouldn't be expecting. So make sure you tune into them all. But I hear you cry. September has five weeks. Why, yes, it does. And we've got something rather special and Black Friday, Cyber Monday focused lined up for you in the last week of September. So lots of good stuff coming up for you then. Now, if you know someone who's particularly interested in improving, improving their website performance, then please do let them know that we're going to be covering it throughout September because this show exists to help you and to help them improve their marketing. So I'd love it if you could help spread the word. 
One of the easiest ways to spread the word right now is to take part in our launch competition. So thank you for holding out to find out how you can enter this competition to win a Keep Optimising podcast t-shirt, not least because this week is your last chance to enter. And here's what you need to do. You can get one entry by sharing on Twitter or Instagram what you think of the show and including the hashtag Keep Optimising. Or you can get three entries, yes, three entries by finding us on Apple Podcasts, subscribe, rate and review on Apple Podcasts, then screen grab that review and share it on Twitter or Instagram, again with the hashtag Keep Optimising. Now we're gathering up all the entries each week and are picking a winner every Wednesday until the 2nd of September. So you can find all the details about that at keepoptimizing.com with a step-by-step guide if you want to get those three entries. Have a great week, all of you, and make sure you listen to the next episode so I can help you to keep optimizing your marketing. Access everything Keep Optimizing at keepoptimizing.com. That's with an S, not a Z.